Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. I am the one and only Dave Fremlin, and you are listening to me. Yay! Today is July 8th, 2022, and it is 11.44 a.m. on a beautiful Central Florida sunny day here in the Sunshine State. Yay! So, um, this is my first podcast in like a month. And why have I waited a month? Because I, um, well, I've been very busy. The last podcast I talked about morning anxiety. And I've, I've definitely been having an experience of that lately. And I just, I don't know, it's on the list of things to do that don't get done. Along with a lot of things. Um, is it related to depression? Is You it- are listening to The Dave Fremlin Show um it takes a so, super duper uh, long time yeah to boot it up. um and so i anyways and now tonight i'm gonna not give you some information yay a doctor um, which i forgot what it is right you're listening to the dave fremlin show yay. i guess we'll see what happens right related to something else i don't think so uh, I think that a huge part of it is that I just don't have my thoughts in a perfect stream and therefore I don't want to just get up and willy-nilly do a podcast and just babble on about things. I want to talk about things of which make sense. So I'm going to start off today talking about an experience that I had of good and positive self-esteem and confidence. Now, I'm a person, like many, many people, who have suffered from a lack of self-esteem, lack of self-confidence. And, of course, it's not something that you just fix it once and then it's over. It's the kind of thing that you have to maintain and keep working on. I have always had a theory that self-esteem... I've I've worked on self-esteem since I was probably in my early 20s if not even younger um it's a thing that i think that when you're a child your self-esteem gets a frame and i think once you're within that frame i think it is extremely hard to go beyond that frame and because it's hard to even see that there is anything beyond it it's hard to see that you're within it the frame itself is invisible. And so once you're within the frame of a self-esteem level, so let's say that there's let's say that there's a ruler and it's going up and down, okay, not going side to side, up and down. And so going up and down, and then you're in like an elevator that's going up and down along that ruler, okay? And the elevator the box, the size of that elevator is the limits of your self-esteem. Okay, so if you have an elevator with a very tall ceiling, you have got more potential that you can see within your framework of what you can do, what you can achieve, your how you view yourself. If the elevator has a very low ceiling, you're going to see that you have more limits on your potential. And so 
then the elevator itself slides up and down an already existing larger box. That larger box is the unlimitedness of what any potential can be. So at the top of the elevator is the top of what any human being can ever be. And at the bottom of the elevator is the like human being that has done nothing, the lowest self-esteem possible. And so your elevator is sliding up and down this, this scale. And you can only understand what's inside of your elevator. So hopefully you have a very high ceiling on your elevator. That is your box. And where your box is on that otherwise more or less unlimited scale is like a potential that you can't even see. You are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show on Podbean. And so once you are within the framework of the self-esteem limitation, it's not that there's not more beyond that. It's that you can't see that it exists because you fail to realize that you're within a box. Therefore, it makes it even harder to, to break out of it. If you don't know you're in a box, how are you going to break out of it? You know what I mean? And if you don't know what's outside of your box, it could be kind of like really scary. And if your box is fixed somewhere in already in another box, then you know what I mean? It's there. Self-esteem is a, it's a, it's a limitation that is imposed upon, I believe a person, uh, as they are in a formative part of their development, I would say at a very young age, self-esteem can either be nurtured or it can be destroyed or it can be neutral. And okay, a child doesn't necessarily know how to build their own self-esteem. So a parent, a good parent or a good teacher would be able to do that for the child. But once the child's self-esteem is set, and they don't realize that they're within a set box, something is going to have to happen to them to cause them to like want to seek help. Okay, so if their box is in a good place and they see themselves, like I'm not saying their self-esteem has to be in a low box. Could be in a high box with a high ceilinged elevator. You know, could be way up there. Or it could be somewhere in the middle. It could be anywhere on that scale and it could be any size of an elevator. So... The reason I'm going into all this background, that is my belief about how self-esteem works. And I believe that once you are within that framework of, say, low self-esteem, let's call it low self-esteem, you have an elevator with a, with a low ceiling and it's low on that, on that scale. So your self-esteem is low. You don't think that much of yourself. You think, and you, you don't realize it. You think that you think you're fine. You know, you look in the mirror, you think, oh, well, you know, you, you pick a lot about, you know, my hair isn't right. But you don't see that as abnormal because that is your framework. And so it will take something to happen to cause you to recognize that your self-esteem is low. Then you have to realize, how do I change it? And it's almost impossible, I think. I think you can do it. 
but I think that it's a next to impossible task and I think that it's the kind of thing that you have to just eternally vigilant like you have to like every single action of your day has to be based on how will this affect my self-esteem you know how does this reflect my self-esteem self-esteem also reflects outward and inward so the elevator that you're riding in the box that's called your self-esteem has a reflective surface So you can't see out of it. You can only see yourself in the mirror. And people that look into that box, they can't they can they can see in, but it's limited. So it mostly reflects back out. And so your image can reflect out. It's like one way glass, I guess I could say. It's like a reflective one way glass. So like the outward world can see you, but you can't really see yourself as they see you. You see a reflective surface. So that's my description of self-esteem in a uh, physical description of it, if that makes any sense to anyone but me. Um, and now, what? so how does a person recognize what happened? So what happens to this person is they go through life muddling through. They keep getting job to job. They never get ahead. You know, maybe they just get to a certain point and then they fail. Then they get to a certain point, then they fail. And they just feel like they're blocked somehow. Their marriage is stale. Their kids are don't really hang out with them. I don't really know what it looks like for everyone. And then, so what happens? The person becomes depressed. I don't know. Something happens. They break their foot and a life-changing event occurs. And they realize, how come I'm not able to make these changes? How come I'm not able to get ahead? And then, I'm Dave Fremlin, and you are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. It's pointed out, well, your self-esteem is blocking you. It's this very subconscious. Is it, you know, Your actions will stem out of it, but you won't recognize it as that's what's happening. So it takes an outside person hopefully a really good professional to point out self-defeating behaviors and to point out these are these are issues coming from a low self-esteem point of view and how you change it is you first have to recognize that you're in a box like you will not even be like you could change your self-esteem to the top of the elevator but you cannot change where the elevator has already been set on the on the path up and down of the elevator you know what I mean? It's on a ratcheted event. And that has been already set by whatever your parents limited you at. And then there's other limitations like physical limitations that will also keep that elevator in a certain place. And so, so layered. So, but it, the, the actions that come out of that, they come out in a very subconscious way. So you won't really recognize that the thing you're doing is self-defeating. And how it came across to me was that I just, I hit a bottom and I had to go to get help. And the the doctors, the therapists, they keep pointing it out to me. They go, your thought processes are self-defeating, your whole way of thinking, you know. And then they they will, I will get like, oh my God, all I do is wrong. And then like change one thought at a time. You know, you can't start with everything I do is wrong. (laughs) You have to start with, let's look at what I do right. And let's work on building that.
because you can't build your self-esteem by criticizing what you're doing wrong. Okay, that's like almost the opposite of building self-esteem. In fact, it is the opposite of building self-esteem. Building self-esteem, like any other building, you have to develop a strong foundation for it and then you have to build each brick with good cement, good insulation and rebar and all that. So that's how it works. And it's a slow process. But so my therapist will tell me, your thoughts are self-defeating in this. Have you thought of looking at this this way? And so I went into all this background so you would have a vision of what I'm actually like describing. So then what happened to me was I was in a situation. I have a low self-esteem. It's something I've struggled with my whole life. At least I can admit it. My good point is I can admit it. And I can go past my low self-esteem because I understand that I have a low self-esteem and therefore I can see it as a limitation and I can say, okay, well, I'm not going to be limited by my self-esteem in this instance. But what I did was I had a really good experience of self-esteem. I was involved in a musical production. <coughs> I went to an audition. It was in April. I had a very good audition. I felt very good about it. It was a really good audition. And then I went away from the audition and I was like, okay, but I won't get called. And then, and okay, so there's that self-esteem thought. I thought, I did a great audition, but I won't get called. And I could come up with a hundred reasons why I wouldn't get called. Oh, I did this wrong. I look this way. I have funny hair. Uh, uh, they're not looking for bald, whatever. And it turned out that I did get called. And then I told myself, this is what it looks like. Okay, this is a description. I told myself in my head, well, they called me as an afterthought. They probably couldn't find somebody for this last minute role. You know, like instead of that, they found a role for me because they liked me. I did such a good audition. No, no, no. Instead, my head went to, well, they probably were like desperate for a last minute person and I'm available and I could sort of sing, you know, like my, I just, my brain would not let me have that experience. Okay. That's exactly what it looks like. So then I went to the, to the thing and I had an issue because I'm not vaccinated and so I would have to wear a mask and I felt a little bit sub, I, I actually should feel superior because I didn't succumb to the whole vaccine mythology and I'll be the one who's healthy where everybody else is dying. But I felt this kind of singled out feeling of like lesser than. The Dave Fremlin Show is now available on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. If you like listening to The Dave Fremlin Show, don't forget to follow me and subscribe to my podcast and share me with a friend. Thank you and have a nice day. I don't know how else to describe it, but I just felt like somehow I didn't quite belong. I wasn't quite good enough to be in the room with these other people. So I took my seat in the back row in the farthest corner. And I proceeded to go about my part. And when it came to my part, I did my part. And I felt like, well, everybody else did their part better. But I don't need to really do mine that well because I'm just the afterthought anyway. This is what it looks like to have low self-esteem. So after about one day, 
after a few hours only, actually, of the first rehearsal, we had a break. And some people started talking to me during the break. And they started telling me, oh, you know, you really stood out when I heard you do your lines. And, you know, I da, 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 da. people started talking to me. And in that moment, I started to feel like, wow, everybody's in the same position as me. They're all nervous. They all feel the same way. So my self-esteem was no longer lower. See, all self-esteem, and I, a therapist will argue with me on this, it's all about a comparison. You know, you can have a self-esteem based on what you do for yourself and how you have improved in your own world, but ultimately it's about how you feel around other people. And, um, you know, and, and or compared with other people. Um, so I started to feel this more connected feeling. And like, oh, I do belong here. And then the production went on. We had three days of rehearsal and two days, three days of production. And it went on and I felt like I was just so connected to these people. And it didn't bother me that I was the only one on stage with a mask. And I felt like I did a great job and people loved me. And I felt, wow, I'm actually a good professional. I actually can act like a professional actor. I can actually do as good or better than half of these people that are here with me. You know, and the rest I'm as good as or equal to, you know, or slightly not as good. I mean, the level was all equal throughout the entire 15 people cast. And I felt like, wow, this is really great. I'm really good at this. I'm really a part of it. And I can do this at any time I could do a thing like that. That type of an event, I was very good at it. It felt like my level. And I probably could progress to a level beyond that. I have done things beyond that. But that level felt comfortable for me. I felt like I could be really good at it. And I felt like it was comfortable for me. Like I didn't have to work too hard. You know, didn't have to work at all really. Um, and now I'm directing a play. And I had a very good experience of self-esteem from within. Because I'm directing this play, a 10-minute play, and I had some friends, well, actually some not really friends, people that I know, uh, and one person that I didn't know that I have as actors, and I had them in my living room, and I started directing them how I want this play to look. And I heard myself, I heard myself with one idea after the other, and I felt my heartbeat increasing and I felt my breath shortening, and I felt my brain burning up on fire. It was just exploding inside my head. Like everything they did, I said, hey, wait, I got an idea. This would be so funny. And then they did it, and then it made me inspired for something even more funny. And then they were inspired <coughs> because they were catching my, they were catching my energy, and they were like thinking, that nah, this is really getting funny. And then they did something funny. And then that inspired me to see more funny. And the thing is just exploding. And then I felt at the end of that day, there is something I am really good at. I am really good at. I am really good at directing a 10-minute play. I have got self-esteem in the biggest elevator on the toppiest rung when it comes to directing a 10-minute play, I absolutely can tell you with confidence and assuredness that I know what I am doing. I know what to do, how long it takes to do it, 
how much money it will cost, how to inspire my actors. Hi, I'm Dave Fremland, host of The Dave Fremland Show on Podbean. Now you can listen to me on Spotify also, but please support my podcast by clicking the follow button on the Podbean or Spotify app. Thank you for listening and have a nice day. I know the thing I'm good at. And it felt so good. I had such a feeling in my heart, in my chest, in my arms. My therapist yesterday asked me, what does it feel like when you had that good feeling physically? What is it? Because you know, everybody talks about like mental feelings. Like you know, He's like, how does it feel in your body? And I never really thought of that before. But it felt very buoyant and warm and lubricated. Um, and my brain it felt like this burning fire, just like little explosions going off all over my brain, inside of my skull. Like my skull was getting bigger and bigger. And then like like a nuclear bomb. And then it felt like flutterations, uh, warm butterflies flying up in around my upper chest and into my shoulders and arms. And uh, like just light, almost like I wanted to fall over. And just like an elated feeling of happiness, just understanding that everything I was looking at was a creation that I was watching develop from myself that I know what to do. And I panicked for a little while and then I saw, oh, I really know what to do. And last night we had a second or third actually session and my actors were 99% off the script, off the book, I mean, on script, off book. They had a couple of flubs here and there, but they got out of it without my help. And we went through the thing three times. It looks so adorable. And I feel very confident that we have another week and then another rehearsal. And then we have another week until the tech rehearsal. And so we are well ahead of the game. I'm totally inspired. I know what I do well. And that is an experience of good self-esteem. And now I'm still talking about within the elevator Okay, because there's a very good chance that the sites that I'm citing my sites on, I'm talking about 10-minute plays in a community theater with a zero budget. It's very, very likely that my talents are far outside of the level that I put myself at. But I am from within the level of that I can see my self-esteem. This is what I mean by the elevator. So my elevator is the size of a 25 to 50 person house audience in a minimally produced production with, uh, you know, not any onstage time for me, you know, just back behind the scenes type stuff. And, you know, like the the possibility, that's the level of my self-esteem will let me see that I'm good at. If somebody said, you should produce a Broadway production, my self-esteem would go, wait, ah, I don't know how to do that. 
there's a very good possibility that I do know how to do that. And that's what I mean by being blocked inside of an elevator. <coughs> My self-esteem says you can do anything that's within this elevator. But there's a huge, grand, gigantic world outside of my elevator. And it's possible that I'm good at that too. And all that has to happen is the elevator door has to open up so that I can see that I'm in a little elevator. And where am I? How high up am I? Am I on the 12th floor? Am I on the 50th floor? Am I on the first floor? I would say based on all the years and years and years of therapy and years and years and years of living in a low self-esteem paradigm, I would have to say that I'm probably no higher up than the third or fourth floor. And I'm probably in an elevator that is rather compact. I'm certainly not in a freight elevator. Would it be great to be in the freight elevator on the 55th floor? You know what I mean? Like that would be like really having a good a good image of what you could accomplish and do. You know, but I'm probably in a compact apartment elevator on the third floor <laughs> feeling like I have really good self-esteem. You know what I mean? Because before I was on the first floor in like a dumbwaiter. So, you know, that's my description of self-esteem and that's my podcast for today. I, I feel like I said something, um, but I'm not 100% sure. See, there's, there's my boom, I just fell down a floor. Um, I think I know about self-esteem too. All right, so there's my podcast for today. I hope you enjoyed listening and I hope you have a good self-esteem day. The opinions expressed in the Dave Fremlin Show are strictly opinions. I am not an expert. The Dave Fremlin Show is written, directed, and produced by Dave Fremlin and is a Dave Fremlin production. Thank you for listening.